This episode is proudly sponsored and brought to you by EH Fintech, experts in financial technology. You're listening to The More Life Show, a podcast that inspires athletes, artists, entrepreneurs, and other like-minded individuals to pursue their passions by understanding the power of their mind. My name is Miawe Kevin Kalan, and I'm an investment broker, best known for my motivated mindset and athletic fanaticism. Now, do you want to know how to truly tap into your potential and keep yourself motivated? Do you understand that your brain is more than just an organ? It's a machine, and I'm going to teach you how to use it and enjoy more life. So I'm sure over this past um, couple episodes, you've probably noticed the common denominator when we talk about our successes and our failures, right? And that's our self-image. You understand what I'm saying? So... The secret is this, right? And if I can even call it a secret, because it really shouldn't be like that, but that's almost the way it feels nowadays, right? But the fact of the matter is this, okay? To really live, and I mean to find life, uh, you know, reasonably satisfying. So I'm not talking about living lavishly and having six supercars, right? I'm talking about finding life reasonably satisfying. You must have an adequate and realistic self-image you can believe in. Right? One that you can actually live with. You feel me? You must find yourself acceptable to you. You understand what I'm saying? You must have a wholesome self-esteem. Your self-image needs to be one that you can trust and one that you can believe in. You feel me? You must have a self-image that you're not ashamed to be. You understand what I'm trying to say? You can feel free to express yourself creatively rather than try to hide it or cover it up. You must know yourself, know what your weaknesses are, and know what your strengths are, and be honest with yourself concerning both. It must not be inflated or deflated for that matter of fact, right? So your self-image must be a reasonable approximation of who you are. You feel me? So it must not be inflated, it must not be deflated. It must be a reasonable approximation of you. When your self-image is intact, guess what? You're going to feel secure. You're going to feel safe. Matter of fact, you're going to feel good, right? But the moment that you feel that your self-image is now threatened, anxiety, insecurity, these are all common emotions that are going to arise from having having your self-image threatened. You feel me? When you have an adequate self-image that you can genuinely feel proud of, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you're you going to feel self-confident, right? All of these positive feelings will automatically uh, um, come about. You feel me? So you have to feel free to be yourself and express yourself, right? You function at your optimum when you have a reasonable and adequate self-image. When your self-image is an object of shame, right? Something that you're ashamed of, right? You're gonna you're gonna attempt to hide um, and, ex- and 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 suppress yourself, right? Your creativity is gonna get suppressed rather than expressed. You feel me? Any sign or any potential of creative uh, uh, living is now blocked. It's automatically blocked. Right, so typically, what happens is you see that people become very hostile. Right, they you you wanna people people might start labeling you as that person who is hard to get along with. Right, fuck that. You don't wanna be that guy. You don't wanna be that girl. You don't wanna be that person. Period. Now, 
if you guys remember, um, I think in the past couple episodes or so, I actually gave this example um, of the German soldiers who had this scar on their face. And in this particular situation, it actually added to their self-confidence and their self-image, right? And then I also gave the example of um, our salesman who had a very similar scar on his face, but in his case, it actually detracted from his self-image and his self-confidence. You feel me? See, when a facial disfigurement is corrected by plastic surgery, right? Dramatic mental changes will only happen if there is a corresponding correction to that person's uh, uh, messed up self-image, right? Sometimes uh, uh, the image of a very, you know, disfigured self, it persists even after you have successful surgery. You understand what I'm trying to say? If you, um, if we go back to the example um, that I gave of Dr. Maltz, right, the plastic surgeon, the plastic surgeon from back in the day, 1930s or whatever, right, around 1935, he actually came to conclusion and uh, uh, he said to himself, he, he was actually convinced, right, that many of the people um, that he operated on, number one, they needed a whole lot more than plastic surgery, okay, and number two, some of them did not even need plastic surgery at all. Right, so he now said to himself, "Look, dude, if I were to actually treat these people as actual patients, right? If I was to treat them as a whole person rather than just a nose, a ear, a mouth, or whatever," he said to himself, "Look, I needed to be in a position where I could actually give them something a whole lot more than just a new face, right?" He said, "I needed to show them how to obtain an emotional and spiritual facelift." Right? How to remove your emotional scars. He said, I needed to show them how to channel their attitude and, and, and thoughts, of course, as well as just, uh, you know, as to just to give them a new face. Right? Here's the thing. The reason, um, you know, why, why I like the, the phrase more life and why I actually named the show more life is because I believe, honestly, deep down, what we all really want is more life, right? Everybody wants happiness. Like, why the hell would you not want that? Like, you're, you're, you're a fool if you, don't, if you don't want to be happy. We all want happiness. We all want success. Everybody wants peace of mind, right? Or whatever the hell you consider to be some sort of supreme good, it's all experienced as more life. You get it? See, when we experience um, expansive emotions of happiness, right, Success and self-confidence. I mean, it is it is experienced as more life, right? The moment you start to inhibit your abilities, right? The moment you start to suppress or frustrate your God-given talents, you are allowing yourself to suffer from anxiety, self-condemnation, self-hate, self-pity. Why the hell would you do that to yourself? Come on. Here's the thing, right? You are literally choking the life force that has been bestowed upon you, right? Do you know what bestowing means? When you bestow somebody with something, it's like you're giving them a gift. It actually means to, to gift somebody, right? You turn your back on the gift that has been, the gift of life, may I add to that, that has been bestowed upon you. How do you do that, man? If you turn, or should I say, if you deny the gift of life, essentially you are embracing death. I'm sorry to break it to you, right? If you deny the gift of life, you are basically embracing death. 
So here's the thing, okay? Today, people are so freaking negative and they're so pessimistic that they try to impose their own limitations, not only on themselves, but also on others, right? And this shit, it, it pisses me off so bad because I actually have really close friends of mine who have the same kind of mindset, right? Now, look, of course, I'm not talking about, you know, if, look, you know, as a matter of fact, I mentioned earlier, right, that your self-image has to be a reasonable self, uh, um, a reasonable approximation of who you are, right? It shouldn't be inflated. It shouldn't be deflated. That's why it's important for you to actually know yourself and accept yourself for who you are, right? So I'm not talking about if you want to become some, you know, astrophysician or whatever that is clearly not within your scope. I am talking about very basic things here. You feel me? But sadly... You know, honestly, man, people are just far too pessimistic today when we're talking about uh, uh, their own potential uh, um, and, you know, not, not only their own potential, but also the ability to change and achieve greatness. You feel me? It seems like such a, uh, you know, far-fetched concept for a lot of people. And to a certain extent, I understand it. I, I, I get it. I get it, right? Because... Nowadays, you know, you have all of these psychiatrists or, or, or psychologists or whatever, and because they deal with quote-unquote abnormal people, people keep, you know, they keep reading about these things, and they now, you know, read about these viewpoints, and they automatically start assuming these things as hatred, you know, self-condemnation, guilt, and, 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 and they now think that, you know, this is normal human behavior, right? This is not normal. This is actually abnormal, right? What is normal is wanting to gain happiness and, and health. That is very freaking normal. <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm trying to say? So when you now have, right, so in, in order to actually gain health and happiness, right, when you now have, you know, a very average guy, right, he's going to feel awfully weak and cowardly when they even think about putting their puny will against all of these freaking negative, you know, negative forces to achieve health and happiness. They're going to think like, okay, this is, I can't do this because it's just not meant for me. If this was actually an accurate picture of how we actually are as humans, then honestly, forget about it. Self-improvement is just basically a waste of time. You feel me? If this was genuinely how we are, if we were so, if we were so into self-condemnation and guilt and putting ourselves down, then why would anyone even bother to improve themselves? It would just be a freaking waste of time, right? And like I said, I have friends, like close friends of mine who literally have this mindset of, yeah, man, hey, man, you know, I can't do this. And oh, you can't do this. And oh, the, 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 the abstract information and your IQ level is not high enough. And they're, come on, man. Within... Each and every one of us, there is this life instinct, right? And, you know, it's forever looking towards health. You feel me? It's, it's looking towards health, happiness, and, you know, all the things that make for more life. You feel me? And, you know, this life instinct, it more or less works for you, right? It works for you through what we call the creative mechanism and when you use it correctly it's known as the automatic success mechanism that is built within each and every human being you feel me so look i mean you know the whole point of this podcast right here is to give you guys some ideas right to kind of open your eyes again 
and let you see that all of these you know negative things that you are you know surrounded by on a day-to-day basis they are here only to kind of you know deflect you from your from your happiness right from doing what you got to do keeping yourself motivated keeping yourself active and and just really understanding how your mind actually works and that all the shit that you hear all the shit that you see all the negativity all the limits that people try to impose on you it's all just a front because it's not supposed to be like that right so I will try my genuine best to give you some very practical ideas, right? Some simple instructions that are going to liberate your self-image, right? Fully activating your own automatic success mechanism. You feel me? You've never tried this before, right? So what is it like, What what's harm in trying, right? I am so confident that if you actually give this a shot, you will be pleasantly amazed at some of the positive changes that you will experience. Now, when it comes down, you know, to biology and and anatomy, it's something that I've genuinely always been very fascinated by because I love sports, I love physical activity or whatever, and always pushing my body to the next limit or whatever, you know. So I've always been kind of curious, like, okay, how the hell does that happen? What makes somebody, you know, from a uh, biological and anatomical standpoint, what makes somebody go over the edge? What makes somebody do this, do that, and perform like this, and perform like this, and so forth, and so forth, right? So, if you actually understand how our brain, like, I'm talking about the actual structural makeup of our mind, right? Dude, inside our brain, there's like, I mean, there's, you have so, you have millions of neurons, right, that are crammed inside there. There are more neurons in our brain uh, than stars in the Milky Way galaxy. How about that? Right? Hundreds of billions of them, for that matter, matter of fact. So you can't even imagine that number. It's unimaginable, right? Each of these neurons, they actually receive input from tens of thousands of other neurons, right? And then they send a message to tens of thousands of other neurons, adding up to over 1 million billion connections, right? There's a book that we uh, um, that we studied, that we had to read in biology class a very long time ago now. It's by a guy called um, Gerald, Gerald Edelman or, or some shit like that. Uh, um, but he speculated, right? He speculated that there were actually, um, if you were to count... Right? All the links, all the connections in our brain, it'll roughly take you about 32 million years to finish counting. And this is if you were counting one per second. Right? So to, to kind of put that into a more real-life scenario for you, it'll be the same as you opening up roughly 20,000 emails, having to sort out, organize, and respond to all of those emails right before you could do your very first task of the day which is for example tying up your freaking shoelaces right yo i mean if for you to even do to you know to let's say open 20,000 emails one by one to do one simple thing such as picking up your like picking up your pen you would freaking crumble you will melt down right but guess what seriously your brain right it does this in nanoseconds, not only does it do it in nanoseconds, it does it with 100% confidence and self-assurance. 20,000 emails, one by one, sorting them out, organizing them, and, re- and responding to them 
just to pick up a freaking pen, I, w- I would crumble, dude. But yet our brain does it in nanoseconds and it does it without any doubt. It does it with 100% confidence, right? Listen, in the beginning, I said to you, right, our brain is like a machine. And with every machine, you need to know how to operate it successfully in order to get where you want to get. You feel me? Our brain itself, it's roughly about, man, it's, it's like about one and a half kilos or maybe 1.3 kilograms, right? So it's not even, it's not, a, it's not an object of mass, right? But yet it contains the equivalent of entire cities full of giant computers and, and you know, and, and massive buildings and, and computer circuits and whatnot. You feel me? So listen, it has to be one of the most complex and amazing things that we will ever discover in how in, in our whole entire existence. Right? And by the way, we like we haven't even discovered even come close to discovering the full potential yet because there's still, you know, many things that we're unveiling regarding uh, uh you know, uh, regarding our human mind and how it actually operates. Right? Now, on top of the mechanical aspects, okay, they are also, you know, obviously psychological and spiritual matters. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? So the mind being the pathway to the soul, right? You hear, you hear people say that so often. Oh, yeah, it's good for my mind. I like to meditate, this and that. So apart from the mechanical aspects, right, because we already know, right, that our brain kind of works like a machine. So apart from the mechanical aspects, we still have the whole spiritual and psychological aspects of it, man. Come on, dude. If that's not amazing, then I don't know what is, honestly. You hear people talk about consciousness, subconsciousness, and so forth, and so forth. Now, look, obviously, I don't want to oversimplify things, right? That's the last thing that I want to do because we know this is very complex, right? But it really shouldn't matter, uh, you know, what any kind of professor or, or psychological expert tells you about your brain and it does this and it does that. It really doesn't matter. All that we really need to focus on is what works, Right, and I can tell you right now, this shit right here, this shit that we're discussing right here, it works, right? Because it it has worked for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, so it will work for you, my friend. And what I mean by work, by the way, I simply mean to empower you to get more of what you want out of life. You feel me? And I don't want you to think that self condemnation, self hate, self pity, and unhappiness is normal right by any standard is quite abnormal actually like what the hell dude you deserve peace and happiness and anything or everything that you want in life just as much as the next guy right so i'm gonna leave it at that for now because i don't want to bombard you with too much but what i do want you to do is to seriously consider some of the ideas and concepts discussed in this podcast today right so i want you to go back and Think about if you have a self-image that you can live with, right? Do you have a self-image that is acceptable to you? Do you have a wholesome self-esteem? Think about if you have a self that you can trust and believe in. Really think about it, right? Do you have a self that you are not ashamed to be? Think about your weaknesses, your strengths, and is it a reasonable approximation of who you truly are? Take that away with you. Now, I want to sincerely thank you for joining in and listening to The More Life Show. 
Once again, I hope that I've left you with something of value and some thought-provoking points for you to go back and consider. If there's anything else I can help you out with, or you have any further questions, or you simply just want to connect, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You already know where to find me on my Instagram, at Kev Kalan. Now, for more information on our sponsor and how to connect with myself, please check out the show notes for further details. Join me again next time where we're going to be discussing how our brain works very similar to that of a machine and how to use our internal success and goal striving mechanism. See you next time. More life. This episode was proudly sponsored and brought to you by EH Fintech, experts in financial technology.